I know everyone has memories of cracking open some wonderful pistachios. I used to always throw a bag of the classic roasted, salted, wonderful pistachios in the cart when I was grocery shopping growing up. And I remember always having a bowl going in the kitchen while cracking them open. Roasted salted is still my classic, but recently I've been trying all the flavors. And I must say, even though I love in-shell pistachios for the activity of cracking them open, Wonderful Pistachios, no shell, salt and vinegar might just be my new favorite. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. There's six grams of protein per one ounce serving. That's packing a protein punch. Chili roasted, honey roasted, sea salt and pepper, jalapeno lime. There are so many flavors to try out and Wonderful Pistachios has become one of my favorite snacks recently. I need my snacks to be a good source of protein and I love when I can eat snacks with my hands. It's easy, it's fun, what more can you ask for? I also really like using the no-shell pistachios from Wonderful Pistachios to put on salads or rice bowls. Spring and summer salads are going to be so good. I can't wait to add the jalapeno lime ones to a fresh salad. And I've been using the chili roasted flavor on top of rice bowls recently. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more and find out where you can get wonderful pistachios near you. The weather is getting warmer here in Boston, finally, and I'm sure wherever you are in the world, you guys experience the same thing. The second the sun comes out, the second it gets warm, everyone says goodbye to jackets and sweaters and starts wearing spring and summer fits for the rest of time. I don't care if it gets rainy. I don't care if it gets colder again. I'm in spring and summer fits because I'm standing in my power. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul this year because it just felt fitting with a new era. And obviously, I want high quality pieces, but I don't want to spend a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Because these are high-quality pieces, they're staying in my wardrobe. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, and they even show you on the website how much you're saving, which is awesome. Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the costs of the middleman and passes those savings on to us. I recently got a really, really nice linen set of like pants and a short sleeve button-up, both in white linen, which is awesome. And I know they're gonna be my staple all spring and all summer. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goals for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goals to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash goals. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Girls with Goals with your hosts, Anne Catherine and Caroline. Today, we have a very special guest. Eli is here with us, aka The Jar. You might know her as that. Um, And we are live. So if you want to be watching on video, make sure you're on Spotify, on YouTube. Of course, you can always listen everywhere else, but we just want to make sure we let you guys know that you can watch this if you want. Eli, content creator, author. Congratulations. (laughs) We'll talk about that a little bit more. And iconically an advice giver giver. (laughs) yeah Yeah, um we absolutely admire eli's unapologetic confidence towards life herself reaching all of her goals and i'm definitely excited to learn a lot of where that came from how she deals with that fluctuating because i'm sure that it does as it does for all of us as well as just giving some of her top advice for all of us because if you do follow Eli then you know that she is very big on helping us all out with advice and if you don't then I'm sure there'll be so much you're going to get from this as well. So let's get into it. Eli tell us about yourself, your story. Yeah thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I am 23 years old. I live in New York City full-time. Um, I actually grew up like 45 minutes away from here in Jersey mm-hmm. so I've spent most of my life on the east coast 
I went to college at the University of Michigan. I graduated in 2020, so that was like pandemic graduation mm-hmm. times. I had studied theater and creative writing and political science there. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I went to get my master's in journalism at Columbia, like directly mm-hmm. after um, pursuing theater at Michigan. And during that time, I just started to do social media, and then I worked for a bit as a journalist and just realized I'm, like, hybrid, really don't like being a journalist, and also I'm not very good at it, Mm -hmm. and I just wasn't for me, and so I very gracefully fell into the position I am in now um, as a content creator and writer, and I love it, so I guess everything worked out for a reason. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. I mean, it definitely shows, like your creativity from theater then moving into like a content creator position it makes a lot of sense as well as like your writing skills definitely transition into that as well so I feel like it is kind of a perfect independent mix of those skills when you don't Mm -hmm. really want to go that traditional route for sure okay this is my favorite question to ask to get to know people what is your ideal or typical day in the life okay that's a good one I guess I'll give my typical because I ideal is really hard um Normally, I get up at 7. I'm like an early riser, but I also mm-hmm. am really busy throughout the day, so it helps to be up early. I have like a skincare routine I do, like a morning routine. Um, usually, I'm at the gym pretty early and I work out. I like to like do classes. I work out with the trainer sometimes. I run a lot. So, I'll do that, shower, and then I usually have like strings of meetings about like content and ads and like whatever we're doing with brands, sometimes with my manager. Then I have like a large chunk of the day set aside to write because I just – I send a book deal. So I'm writing a book. I'll do that. I have an office now, so I'll go there. Um, I love, like, the side of social media that's actually social in person. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of events. I would say, like, five nights a week I could go to one, but I probably yeah. choose, like, three. Mm-hmm. I don't go to, like, all of them because it's just a lot of socializing. Yeah. But I love to, like, see my friends at night. Um, but I, I would say I probably work, like – from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. I don't really stop. I'm always, like, doing something that has to do with the brand and, mm-hmm. like, everything, which I love. Like, I'm so happy doing it, and it's amazing. So there's definitely a lot in going on. Um, I also record, like, my podcast once or twice a week. I do it actually outside, out of this exact studio. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have guests, but not too often, probably, like, mm-hmm. one every other month in terms of, like, how I operate with guests. Mm-hmm. So it's usually just me here by myself talking into the mic, but it's it's awesome um, and planning that. So so the days are busy, but they're happy. Like, I can't complain ever. I'm very grateful. Yeah. So it's it's good. Yeah. What I'm, like, curious about those events because, like, having five event opportunities a week yeah. is, like, a lot. So is that all based in New York City? Is mm-hmm. it, like, like big because you are in the city, you think? I don't really know. I, I know that the New York culture, like, breeds a lot of these types of events. Mm. So, like, on – I'm trying to think – on – um. Wednesday, I had two, like one thing with Equinox and then one thing with the dating app, the Locks Club. Mm-hmm. Last night, I was at a Steve Madden event, which was really fun. I mean, it's kind of like going out, though. So I guess you have to like pick and choose because for me, I'm just not a big like partier. Um, mm-hmm. No hate to anyone who loves to party because I used to have party girl phase like in college. I'm just not like that. So like last night was a lot, um, but it was really mm-hmm. fun. They had like a DJ and an open bar and like you could pick out shoes and they had like ear piercing and a tattoo station it was like crazy and and every content creator in new york was there did people get tattoos yeah i I got my ear pierced so (laughs) (laughs) i mean my friends talked me into it but i thought it was fun um but yeah those types of events kind of just happen all the time yeah that's super exciting as well as your book is very exciting as well so i want to make sure that we talk about that a bit in the beginning of the episode because i feel like is it pretty new and like fresh news for you 
Um, sort of. So I, I, I've known for a while, but it wasn't like public information for a while, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And what is like your plan for the book? What is kind of the, the purpose of the book? Yeah. So it's called, I didn't know I needed this. Um, it's going to be like the slack line would be like rules for falling into and out of like love, dating, ghosting, sex. It's basically like relationships about relationships, but not just like um, romantic ones, rather like platonic, your relationship to yourself, kind of how we operate in relationships. It's personal essay style. And it's kind of a combination of like stories and advice. I'm really excited about it. I As you should be. (laughs) Thank you. I've always wanted to write fiction. That was always like my dream. But I'm really looking, I'm looking forward to kind of pivoting because I think narrative nonfiction, which is the style, is something really comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really good first book. Hopefully it'll be a good first book. Yeah, it sounds like a good first book. I'm so excited to Thank you. And to follow the process of you writing it. Mm -hmm. Where are you within that process or what are your plans going forward? So I'm writing it now and I have about six months to write it. Wow. Yeah. Probably about to like pick up and (laughs) even busier days, I would imagine. (laughs) Definitely. Wow. Okay. Well, speaking of all of the advice that you're going to share in your book, obviously, like, advice and these little rules are a big piece of your content and source of inspiration for a lot of the people that follow you. So I think that we really want to get into, like, Eli's top advice on all of these different topics, like finding balance in your life, your confidence, and things like that. So let's start with health, I think, because health is, like, a big topic for us Mm -hmm. as well. We talk a lot about a balanced, healthy lifestyle and, like, finding your balance within that. So I think first off, like, what does being healthy mean to you? It's a really good question. I think, like, I reject a lot of the notion of, like, what health is because Mm -hmm. I think it's, like, very – it can be very toxic and it's, like, conflated with a lot of toxicity. So I don't, like – when someone's like, let's get a healthy dinner, I'm like, to me, that means eating french fries. So I don't really know, like, what that means, you know, like, if, but, like, people have different definitions of the term healthy. Like, I guess scientifically healthy would mean, I, I don't even know. I don't think it really exists as a right, term right. that we could d- define. Um, because for me, health just means, like, prioritizing my own happiness and my own, you know, setting my intentions in a way that are, that will honor my life and will contribute to my general well-being and also will allow me to continue to do the things I love and continue to, you know, push ahead. So, like, for me, being healthy doesn't really mean, like, having a green juice. Like, mm-hmm. having a green juice is more like I like them and it's honoring my life. And so I think I don't really subscribe to, like, healthy um, because I just feel like a healthy person is just someone who's happy and doing something for themselves. But I think the problem is the word health is so, like, bogged down with so much and it can be like really I think it sometimes can come off as like really fat phobic or classist even Mm -hmm. because like you know healthy is like always expensive organic food and it's so crazy how expensive that kind of stuff can be or like healthy we think of like the that girl so like one specific look of a person as well when that doesn't cover it totally I think I think it's so subjective and I think it's really personal like whatever whatever is going to make you feel good and like help you prioritize the things that you want to prioritize would be healthy for you Mm -hmm. I think do you have like something that helped you get to that definition of healthy has that changed over time uh it's hard to say because i think even when i was struggling with my eating problems like Mm -hmm. this kind of rule of thumb and how i thought was in the back of my mind but i think i always just i always just felt like this diet culture thing was really troublesome for me even when i was like trapped in it so i think that I always knew what my definition of healthy was, but it took me a while to really, like, own it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. I think a lot of people do, kind of subconsciously in the back of their minds, know what healthy means to them. And that's where the, like, 
battle almost comes from yeah. when we do have you know problems with disordered eating or over exercising absolutely we put ourselves like in that. these like strict what we think healthy is or what we're told healthy totally, is. totally yeah, totally i love that yeah i mean i know that like i can definitely relate to that and i think I think the problem is that almost everyone can relate to that and that yeah. shows that there's definitely a huge problem with like how health is taught to people and how it's portrayed as this black and white thing when it is so not. It's so specific to each person. It means more than just what you're eating. Like health has so many different meanings and categories within that. So I think for me as well, like I definitely agree with your definition and I think a big thing for me also is like if something healthy is taking away from other parts of your life, then it's not healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, or if it's like causing you trouble in any way, mm-hmm. like that yeah. can't be healthy for you if you if it's causing you like disdain. Mm-hmm. Right. If you love listening to Girls with Goals and other podcasts like ours, and you've ever thought about making your own, then let's talk about Anchor. First off, it's free, which is amazing because there are so many cool things you can do with Anchor to make your podcast a reality. You can record and edit right on Anchor using your phone or your computer, and then Anchor will distribute your episodes to Spotify, Apple. Anywhere you want your podcast, Anchor does it for you. Anchor works with Spotify, so you can add any song straight from Spotify into your podcast. You can even make money off of your podcast through Anchor. It's really just everything you would need or want in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip, maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages, maybe you just want a new skill. Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Carolyn and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. That is such a core memory for me and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer, listening to the audio and like matching it so vividly. And the best thing about Rosetta Stone is that Rosetta Stone offers a lifetime membership. So you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons, all the languages, forever. So I've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my Mandarin and let me tell you Rosetta Stone is incredible. The way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my Mandarin so quickly and you can even start from scratch. Of course they have 25 languages to learn and it's immersive. You learn it naturally and you should definitely check it out. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before your period where you just want to crawl out of your skin, not able to keep up a routine or maintain healthy habits. Because personally, I just lose all steam. I feel down or just super off and that's why happy mammoth has been so helpful these past few months happy mammoth the company that created hormone harmony is dedicated to making women's lives easier and that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women they make no compromise when it comes to quality and it truly shows. Happy Mammoth has what you need for gut health, hormone balancing, detoxification, anti-aging, beauty, mood, clarity, sleep, and even a really comprehensive quiz that will make sure you know what products are right for you. So check out what Happy Mammoth has for you and see what you might want to try. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code GOALS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code GOALS for 15% off today. Yeah, and so you talked about how healthy just to you means things that make you happy and are honoring your body. What are some of those things? 
I definitely like do think exercise can be a really healthy thing for me, but in an intuitive way. Yeah. I think like socializing and seeing my friends and my people can be really healthy for me. Um, but within moderation, cause I'm definitely introverted. Um, so I'd say that's really healthy. I think just like thinking about my sleep and rest schedule, like giving me myself the ability to do those things and then just like eating whatever I want and not really listening to like the noise like sometimes I'm like oh I didn't eat a vegetable today I should probably do that and Mm -hmm. it's like I have those triggers in my head like yeah I should be eating balanced but I don't subscribe to anything of what balance is because to me that's healthy because when I did subscribe to what balance was I overdid it you know and I and I do believe in like eating dessert and I love Diet Coke Diet Coke that is healthy (laughs) to me like there are worse things like Diet Coke is a vice like when I'm stressed and I want to treat myself it's a Diet Coke I don't like if you're gonna go on a rant telling me how unhealthy it is I'm just gonna look at you like good like I'm give me another I'll have another one like (laughs) I need it to survive like it's just something that I love or like coffee people like you can't have that much I'm like Mm, I'm gonna do it like I have to have my coffee so again I think it's back to just like these things are things that keep me afloat keep me positive like Mm -hmm. Am I going to drink 17 Diet Cokes a day? No. But I definitely do have like five Diet Cokes a week. Right. And yeah. I would sometimes, do it again. <laughs> sometimes the healthiest thing for you in a day is probably having that Diet Coke. Yeah. Cause it because it just it's, like it's, it unwinds me. It like makes me – I'm like, oh, that's my treat. Like this is like – I feel joy from this Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. And like maybe I had a tough day. Right. Like it, it can bring me joy and that to me is health. That's, that's for healthy. your mental health. Yeah. That's so – that's equally important. For sure. With your physical health. I agree. Mm -hmm. And then tied with health a lot is body image. And I know that that is like huge when it comes to confidence. And so do you have things that help you maintain a positive body image or things like that? Any advice on that to share? Yeah, I think, you know, if I have a bad day with my body, I'll just like... I, and I know some people are like, I have a dance party. I look at myself in the mirror and give affirmations. I definitely do give affirmations, but I'll just get dressed and not look in the mirror because I know that the dysmorphic thoughts and like the dysphoria going through my head is not an accurate accurate representation of anything Mm -hmm. so when i have a bad body image day i try to remind myself that like my body didn't change from the day before so the thoughts in my head are just that and i'm just gonna get dressed and i'm gonna go do something to make me feel good i'm gonna take a walk outside and i'm not gonna like look in the mirror and over scrutinize i'm not gonna look at myself and nitpick every little thing Mm -hmm. wrong with me i'm just gonna go out and enjoy my day and try to like put it to the side because i think i've realized like those days do come around and like when they do like there are certain ways that you can manage it and i think like just realizing that your body is really the least important thing about you. I mean, it's Absolutely. your physical body. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we yes. need our bodies, but like the way your body looks, your weight right. is like the least important thing about you. Like, there's so many more things. And like, you would never say to yourself, like, oh, I'm so thirsty. I'm not going to have water. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm not going to sleep. Like, why do we say, oh, I'm so hungry. I'm not going to eat. Right. Right. Like, these are essential things to survive. And like, our body is such like a wonderful thing. It's like, it's such a gift. And like, feeding it is so essential. So I think for me, I just try to remind myself of like a couple principles that I keep like that one um, whenever I'm just not feeling my best. I think that's good advice as well to like, you don't have to fix it in the moment. Sometimes it's better literally to just push those thoughts aside. Yeah, sometimes it's better to just walk through the day and like eventually, yeah, address them, think about Mm -hmm. them. But like if you have somewhere to be and like you've tried on 75 outfits because you don't like how any of them look and there are things that you maybe wore the day before and you felt fine about, like I think eventually you just have to get dressed and be like, I'm going to feel good about myself. I'm going to fake it till I make it. Today is a good day and I'm going to go out and do my thing. Put Mm -hmm. on your go-to outfit. Yeah, (laughs) literally. Yeah. Some days confidence has to be like more of a choice than other days. For sure. Mm -hmm. So getting into relationships, I love how you talk about relationships in the sense of like, I feel like most people think relationship, they automatically think romantic. But in my head, when I say relationship, I first go to platonic 
And then yeah. I kind of think of all the others because there are so many forms of relationships mm-hmm. and how you interact with people. What are some of your like top guidelines for all kinds of relationships? Kind of blanket statement. Yeah. Do you have any? I think that communication can be really important when you're in any kind of relationship. Like I don't like if, if you're a friend that like has anxiety that everybody hates you like a lot and that's like a feeling that you have. That's a very valid thing. Like it's helpful to communicate that to your friends. So it's like I just need affirmation that like if you're busy saying like, hey, I love you so much. I'm busy. Can't talk right now. Other than just not responding, it's going to make me spiral. Like something like that could avoid like your own anxiety so much. Mm-hmm. And the same thing in a romantic setting. Like if you have relationship trauma or something that you carried from your past and like you like share that with your partner or you're just like, hey, by the way, like I really need independence. Like I'm an independent person and sometimes I need space and it has nothing to do with you. It's actually for you. Like I want space from you so that our relationship can be stronger every now and then. And I'm not talking a week of space. I'm just saying sometimes I want to sleep by myself and communicating that to your partner can avoid them feeling like you don't like them anymore. Like mm-hmm. communication can really avoid so many challenges. And I think we fear communication so, yeah. so often, but I think it's definitely like one of the biggest principles of relationships that I can think of. Mm-hmm. And it, even your one to, to yourself, like communication, communicating with yourself about your needs and your wants and your desires and like how you're feeling like check-ins I think that having a check-in with like people in your life is really important including you yeah what would you say to someone who struggles with communication because I think that's so common today especially with like phones where it's so easy to just text someone to try to handle something or just ignore it and things like that so I always try to boil things down to the simplest possible that they could be. So in, so if you are struggling because you want your partner to give you more affirmation um, and like you're freaking out about how you would word that and you think that they're not going to like you anymore or something, I think you just have to think like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? They're confused about what I'm asking for probably is like the worst thing or they don't want to do it, in which case they're freeing you. They're letting you know that they're not the right person. But like if you literally boil it down to the simplest thing possible and say, I require words of affirmation in order to be in a healthy relationship. Relationship. That's like seven words. And if somebody was like, no, then that's not the right person for you. Mm-hmm. And at least you found out now. Right. Or, you know, finding a trick of a way to say it like, oh, let's take the um, five love language quiz together to see how we want to receive and give that's love. You know, like finding little like holes or like tricks. I always tell um, people they could always say like, I listened to a podcast and I heard X like to someone, even if that's not true. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that that's definitely like what i would say to people that are a bit more standoffish when it comes to that yeah because like not having to address it like head on but like oh i heard this what do you think about and then it can kind of like segue into yeah that conversation about that that's really good advice Mm -hmm. when it comes to like finding your own independence within a relationship what do you think that right balance is between independence and then dependence on a relationship or even with friends i think you have to just put yourself first always like i don't think you can cut off your friends when you're in a relationship that can go really wrong and sour Mm -hmm. but i think you have to like make sure that you're prioritizing yourself and like you're taking time for yourself to recharge and even if you are a super extroverted person I feel like it's important I don't think there's any one balance because everybody is so different and you might like to spend eight days a week with your partner like you might like to be like 35 7 like all the time I need to be with them and if that's how your relationship operates that's great but like just taking those moments of solace and silence just to sit with yourself it's so important it's so healthy but it looks different for everybody Mm -hmm. so like it's hard for me to say you know like this is how my relationship works. So everyone should follow it because for me, like we see each other four times a week and that really works for us. And the Mm -hmm. other three, we don't see each other and we don't really text a lot because that's, we just have built trust and we don't Mm -hmm. need to, but a lot of people that does not work and that is so okay. Both are valid. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's just about like communicating with your partner and really finding like what 
what works for you Mm -hmm. and what will also work for them. Are there any red flags, like, that come to mind when you're thinking of, like, maybe feeling too dependent on, like, getting a text from a person or feeling like you don't have any independence and things like that? I don't know about, like, red flags. I think Mm -hmm. you just have to, like, know yourself and communicate. I think that's, like, the best advice I can give. Like, I think if somebody's – I don't really like needy or clingy. I think they're really toxic words. And I think, like, Mm -hmm. a guy being like, oh, she's needy, she's clingy. Like, maybe she just has relationship trauma. Like, maybe she just has anxiety. Like, I think that that Mm -hmm. you never hear about guys being needy and clingy as much as you hear it about girls. And so I think, like, if a girl's like requires a text from her boyfriend like i don't think that's a red flag i don't Mm -hmm. think that's needy or clingy i think that could truly be anxiety it could truly be past relationship trauma it could it should be something she works out with her therapist it should be that she eventually builds trust with her partner so that she doesn't no longer feels that Mm -hmm. way but i think we have to validate those experiences too because they're so common and like a lot of people think that they're like crazy or weird to feel that way right and if someone is in a relationship where their partner doesn't understand that then that's, that's not the right person. Right yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Similarly, how do you know when a relationship is right? What are some of your key points for if you're in a relationship? How do you know it's like the right one to be in in that moment or phase yeah. of life? I think it's just comfort. It comes down to comfort for me. Like if you feel really comforted by a person and it feels comfortable, like you've known them forever, I think that's a really good sign that it's something really important and special. If you're feeling anxious or butterflies or something like that, that's probably not good. Mm-hmm. That's probably not a good sign and, and for a number of reasons. Sometimes butterflies are like, we think that they're a good thing, but they're actually just anxiety that's right. hiding behind it. Right door um i think that comfort is like the number one sign that you're in a really really good relationship that you're gonna be okay like i think when you feel comfortable with someone it's like the first step i think for sure yeah Mm -hmm. i do think people overlook that feeling or kind of see that as a lack of yeah butterflies or anything but butterflies like that's discomfort that's totally a little bit of anxiety and it also doesn't last like when that goes away it's like then what foundation do you kind of have to build upon from there what about people who are like looking for that good relationship and they feel like they can't find it anywhere because I know we are in our second year of college last year was obviously like such a weird year of not socializing and I know a lot of our friends and us are kind of in the same boat where we're like I don't even know where to look for people we were just talking to some of our friends and everyone has gone back to their exes so many people are reverting back to their exes (laughs) whether it's a good relationship or a bad relationship that's just like the path that people are on right now because it's lonely out there it's like comfortable i definitely think that you have to be on dating apps like i understand that people don't like them but like there's unfortunately not many other ways Mm -hmm. like and other than that you have to be putting yourself out there like they always say you have to be a friend if you want a friend like i think it's Mm -hmm. it's sad that life isn't a fairy tale but a lot of us like i always sat around like i was like i am rapunzel like someone's gonna come rescue me and it's just like well, if you want to date somebody that does art and is an artist, go to a concert, go to a yeah. random gallery opening, put yourself out there, join a book club because that, the people that want partners that are also artistic or literary or what what have you are also joining a um like what is it called a pickup soccer league or like something like they're also doing that so you have to be a friend to have a friend and definitely i think like energies attract so if like you're saying if you're like i'm stuck like nobody wants me but you're not 
you know, instigating, it's tough because it's like, well, the energy given out of I'm stuck, nobody wants me isn't attracting anyone. But if two people are both giving off energy that's like fun and exciting and interesting and special, then they're going to like buzz together and attract each other like magnets. So I think it's a lot about like being on the apps, putting yourself out there, like a healthy mix of waiting and doing your own thing mm-hmm. and being independent and putting yourself out there in ways, especially if you want a partner. Mm-hmm. I think if you if you don't want a partner and you just want to like hang out, maybe do something flirty, do something casual, just chill. But I think it's a healthy mix of both where you're like going out and instigating things, but you're also just waiting for good energy to come to you. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think people should kind of have a phase where they are in just that flirty zone rather than I know a lot of people are kind of like one path or the other or maybe they have a phase with something. Do you think everyone should have a phase where it's more like flirty, casual, fun rather than like relationships and really like serious I think it's really up to each individual. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to have that phase for your whole life, you can. Like, you don't have True. to get married. You don't do anything. Or if you want to be in a relationship for your whole life, you can. Like, like my grandparents, they met when they were 12. But, like, wow. yeah, I know it's crazy. Oh my crazy. <laughs> they met when they were 12. So, like, that could totally happen. But you could also, like, be in this fun, flirty phase forever. Yeah, I just think it depends. Like, there are phases that you're allowed to have and, like, everybody can have whatever phase they want to have at whatever time yeah agreed because I feel like it goes very differently for everyone like some people they start like having relationships in high school and it's just like lots of relationships some people totally thrive always in that like trusting codependent relationship yeah and other people thrive like being very independent having fun with other people and I think that like the actual relationship will just like come totally as well happen when it's supposed to agreed so how can people find confidence in, like, dating new people or in flirting if they're going for, like, a more fun, flirty phase? Because I feel like the reason a lot of people hold themselves back for meeting new people or going up to someone and flirting is, like, the the lack of confidence or maybe a fear of rejection. Yeah, I think you have to remember how low stakes it is. Like, it's really low stakes to, like, go on a first mm-hmm. date. Like, it's l- – like, people put so much pressure on it and, and I'm like – when has it ever made sense to meet someone for the first time and expect it to be like sparks flying, making yeah. out in love? Like that's weird to me. Like right. I, I don't even really like I have, but I tend to not like kiss people on first dates because uh-huh. I'm like, I don't like this isn't the setting of like oh, I'm drunk in a bar. I'm going to make out with a random person. Right. This is like I don't this feels weird. Like we just went on a date. Why am I going to like let you stick your tongue in my mouth right now and if you want to do that that's so fine mm-hmm. but what i'm saying is like it's so 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 low stakes like what are the stakes yeah. literally it's nothing like the trailer. yeah You're just if nothing else period. you yeah. get like a dinner and an experience out of it yeah you get to try i always strong. say like it's either gonna be a second date or a story to tell your friends like it doesn't right. really matter like what is the worst case scenario they don't want to see you again okay so and you and met the person for again. two hours yeah. like yeah. okay never see them again yeah. so i think like just accepting that is like so helpful mm-hmm. and what about like if seeing somebody out and just like wanting to go up to someone and flirt, like ask somebody else out, what are your tips for that? Like any good pickup lines, any good confidence tips? <laughs> I think you just have to do it with your friends. It's helpful. Like combine groups and have like two yeah. groups together or like have your friend help you or just like approach someone and be like, what's your name? Like nobody ever thought it was weird to ask what's your right. name. I yeah. always say that. So friendships as well. I think friendships is like mm-hmm. – if we're going off of relationships, almost even bigger than a romantic relationship because it's kind of like we expect to have a lot of friendships and we also expect to, like, have friendships last forever. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we usually put a lot higher stakes in our friendships. Like, how would you handle friendship breakups or growing apart from someone when, like, inevitably those futures kind of don't get yeah. there? 
I think it's really sad that we don't look at friendships the same way we do romantic relationships. Like, romantic relationships, there's an expectation that you're going to be with them for a while or you're going to break up. Friends, we put this unrealistic expectation that even as we grow and mold, we're never going to break up. Mm -hmm. We're never going to... Like drift, and that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. like it doesn't make sense because when you're in a relationship and you're both on two lanes and they're per- like perpendicular, parallel to each other, rather, and then one person starts going this way and the other person doesn't feel like going this way and they rather go to the left. Mm-hmm. Okay, you break up because you've drifted in different ways. Mm-hmm. When that happens with friendships, we get so in our head like, why? Do, why do we have to break up? Why do we have to drift away? And it's like. It's the same thing. Like, you just aren't on the same page anymore, which is really okay. I think you have to remember that that's, like, really normal. And it doesn't make it any less sad. You're allowed to grieve it in the same way that you do Mm -hmm. the breakup. Yeah, even almost more sometimes, I think. Like, we definitely in this past year, like, the two of us together with one specific friend kind of had that where it was, like, not necessarily, like, a, a blowout breakup, but it's just, like, you're so close for so long and then you go down different paths. And it's, like, hard not to question that or hard to like let it go and not like withhold hope that things are like gonna fix themselves or come back but yeah I totally agree you kind of just have to like surrender to that because it's unrealistic that people are going to be on the same path literally for like eternity like at some point somehow things come to an end or maybe they even just fluctuate but like and that's okay and I think it's so true that you do grieve those platonic breakups yeah. similarly to if you were in a serious relationship Absolutely. romantically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has your experience been making friends, whether that was in college, post-grad? Like, how how is that for you? Has it come easily to you? Or I know you've kind of talked about being introverted. Do you yeah. Have you found it a bit more difficult? Honestly, it's, it's pretty easy for me to make friends. Mm-hmm. I keep a close circle. I just grew up with parents that did the same thing. So yeah. I'm not someone that has like a million friends. Also, luckily for me, social media made it incredibly easy mm-hmm. after graduating. Mm-hmm. But I do always recommend like Bumble BFF is great. Oh, that's cool. Um, tons of content creators have like Facebook groups or Geneva mm-hmm. chats where you could join and like literally meet your best friends because you have commonly shared interests. Mm-hmm. Joining clubs and book clubs and doing activities, it's so important mm-hmm. in making friends. And so I think like there's so many resources is out there which is great yeah Mm -hmm. advice for somebody who is feeling lonely and like kind of hopeless about meeting their people i guess other than like i haven't thought about bumble bff which is actually i think it makes a lot of sense if people are going to use that for relationships out there in the same way yeah think about it there's literally dating apps for making friends there's so Uh many clubs like obviously it's it's tough to jumpstart the engine but again what's the worst case scenario you go out one night to a club or a meetup and you don't find anyone on Mm -hmm. to the next like right you're gonna find those people if you're putting out that good energy Mm -hmm. i like the idea of kind of treating the situation like you're dating as well because it's like why not like you're also looking for friends that you're a good match with as well the only difference is like you're not exclusive and you're not having sex with them yeah that's literally it it. (laughs) like you still want to like mesh with each other you don't want to just like be friends with absolutely everyone just because totally at least that's my take i feel like we both like value friendships very highly in the sense that like i want to have like a good close relationship with someone rather than just like being best friends with everyone like it is a relationship it's not just as someone you can name drop, please. Totally, you know what I mean? Like, totally. it takes just as much work and effort and Absolutely. care as a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. That name drop thing is how it feels like sometimes. I, and Catherine says this a lot, how it feels like, especially in college, if you, like, go out and you meet someone for the first time or you're, like, trying to find mutual friends. And it's, you feel like, I know this person. Like, I've hung out with them maybe once, maybe twice, or I see them out. But mutual friends, you're like, oh, I, you're name dropping people. Yeah. And I feel like everyone, at least my experience with, like, going out in college, 
has been a lot of people want to like know the names or yeah. know say they can know but they don't want to like really know people, you but yeah like to dive deeper into that like relationship zone rather than acquaintance is hard to find totally yeah it is hard like going from that like how do you take it from someone that you just know like casually out and you maybe like see them out all the time you always say hi to each other to them like getting an actual like friendship from there I feel like that's kind of hard I know a lot of our listeners are college age probably a bit younger than you so it's like it's really great for this that you like while you probably still feel like you're like learning and going through things you definitely are like a step ahead of Mm -hmm. us and all a lot of our listeners as well what was your kind of experience with that in college like were did you feel the same way I guess we're saying like yeah I definitely saw it I think there's a lot of like you can bridge that gap by like asking that person to hang out Mm one-on-one or like get a coffee or like Mm -hmm. just pick their brain like Mm -hmm. go and do something like go get dinner go to the dining hall like something like that to like take it out of the context of like just going out Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. definitely expand that And then how to be a good friend to somebody else? I think that's that's a good question. That's a really good question. I think listening to listen instead of listening to respond is, like, the utmost importance of being a friend. Like, when someone's telling you something, like, you're listening to them because you want to listen to them, not because you have something to say in Mm -hmm. response. I think that's, like, my number one principle of friendship that, like, people forget so often. Like, that's how you be a good listener. And that's, like, the first thing. And then, obviously, like, honesty and trust and, like, all of those things. But I think listening to listen to your friends is, like, huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think there are people that you automatically want to listen to listen. You know, you have that connection with them or that want Mm -hmm. to actually participate in that communication with them. And then there's some people where maybe it takes a little bit more effort. Yeah. How would you kind of know when to, if it is someone that maybe you're forcing yourself or like being aware of, you know, making sure that that person feels heard and feels like you're listening to how do you maybe like set boundaries if that's not someone that you're interested in talking to whatever kind of relationship it is if you kind of feel like you're going through the motions or being hyper aware of like actively participating and making that a good relationship I know I'm super guilty of that I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings you know what I mean like reject friends almost like you would reject a relationship how would you go about kind of maybe setting those boundaries if you do need to say something like like I love you so much and like I wish I could be there for you right now but like I have x y and z going on and like I'm just not going to be a good friend to you in this moment mm-hmm. so I wanted to let you know that now so that you can find someone else to vent to because like I just you deserve someone that's actually going to listen yeah it's yeah, very easy great. I think yeah that actually is like very totally. simple and saves a lot of I feel like it saves the friendship for later yeah, as well sure, too it sure. doesn't like create this like oh you weren't there for me when you tell them like I can't yeah you know yeah. for sure Definitely. All about communication and having realistic expectations. Clear, simple communication. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If you're in college or high school and are looking to build your credit up, then the Ambition Card by College Ave is for you. This is a card that helps you safely build a positive credit history while you are in college. We talk a lot about financial literacy and making sound financial decisions. Cue literally every conversation we've had on dupes and making smart finance decisions ever. And building a solid credit history helps so much, especially when you can get ahead while you're in college. 
The Ambition Card helps you prepare for post-grad living with no late fees, no interest charges, and no credit check to qualify. Making payments on time will help positively impact and build your credit score. The Ambition Card is specifically designed to help you, not hurt you, and you may not realize how important building a positive credit history while in college is right now, but I promise once you've graduated and are looking into renting your own apartment, opening a new credit card, starting a business, asking for a loan for anything, car insurance, getting a new car, your credit history sticks with you and has the opportunity to get you good deals and loans in the future if it's good, which is why I think this Ambition Card is such an amazing opportunity to get ahead of building your credit and start strong. It's easy to get started. You can transfer money to your account and even set your own spending limit too. You've got money goals and the Ambition Card will help get you there. Check it out at ambitioncard.com. The Ambition Card is issued by Evolved Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Results may vary. Credit history is impacted by a number of factors. When you have big goals in a busy schedule, like all Girls With Goals listeners do, because that is exactly why we are here, it can be so difficult to actually find time for wellness Even though it's a core value for all of us, small wellness habits can easily be buried by everything we have going on. This is why we have Fleur Marche. Fleur Marche delivers simple, quality, affordable wellness solutions for life's daily challenges. It's founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change, and their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy-to-understand plant-powered wellness products. Carolyn and I have both been using the Fleur Marche Botanical Wellness Patches and have really, really enjoyed them because they're so easy and honestly so cool. They're different than a lot of the products I've used in the past for sleep, relaxation, focus, and relief, which are just some of the patches that Fleur Marche offers. Because they're both effective and fun, I think that's why I've been more intentional about well- this wellness habit with Fleur Marche because I actually enjoy using the patches. So go check out all the patches and all the products that Fleur Marche has for you and try them for yourself. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with the promo code GOALS at checkout. Go to f-l-e-u-r-m-a-r-c-h-e.com and use code GOALS for 20% off your first order. Tips for living with confidence living unapologetically going after your goals because obviously like you have become very successful and I feel like the way that you live and express yourself is probably at the core of like finding that for yourself I think I have this thing that I always say that like if you're doing your best and you're being kind to others and yourself and you're working hard like and someone doesn't like you that's a reflection of them and not you and so why would you even bother Mm -hmm. so like if you're just living truthfully and fully and you're doing all those things and you're being true to yourself and other people don't like you that's a reflection of them and Mm -hmm. that was able to like allow me to just feel like unleashed in a way like just become undone sort of have you always felt that way or is it something you kind of like learned along the way I definitely learned it along Mm -hmm. the way I would say like in college was something that I really picked up but sure. mid-college I would say probably where you guys are yeah. yeah do you think I just had this thought that theater growing up and that being like such a big part of your life do you think that helped boost your confidence like being on stage being in that like creative aspect yeah certainly yeah. like 100 I, I, I would imagine so much yeah. yeah yeah I mean we like danced growing up like we didn't follow through with a lot of those performing arts things but like growing up we were dancers we were in musical theater a bit and I feel like just like learning to like collaborate with people yeah. and put yourself out there in that way mm-hmm. definitely like it's great you keep that with yeah. you especially learning that from such a young age that's kind of ingrained in you mm-hmm. for sure and how have you created I know we talked a lot about in the beginning how you have so much going on you work like eight to ten how do you find that work-life balance 
it's definitely tough when my like life is my work but I just try to remind myself how grateful I am and like take time as I need it whether that's like a really nice shower or like going to the gym or like getting my nails done just like little pockets in my week that's like a breath of air Mm -hmm. that's really important for keeping me like stable I think yeah okay the mental health Having a Diet Coke once in a while. Yes. Like it, it, all, it all connects. Having the Diet Coke is literally a lifesaver <laughs> some days. And I noticed you've been talking about this a little bit. My favorite tweet, is, I first saw this like quote on Twitter, is embarrassment is a choice. Yeah. Like do whatever you want. I am obsessed with that like way of living life and have been noticing that you've talked about it a lot recently. And how have you kind of embodied that or grown into that mindset well I think that on euphoria Maddie was like nobody knows if confidence is fake or real absolutely and I think about that a lot I think like it's so true like nobody knows Mm -hmm. I'm like you just chose I'm not going to be embarrassed and you faked it at first but then Mm -hmm. eventually you really adopted that that will get you like so incredibly far like it is it's such a like lasting wonderful principle to lead lead Mm -hmm. your life by yeah I always think like anything done with confidence becomes cool yeah because it's like literally who decides what's cool and what's not and also we talk a lot about the fact how like a lot of the things that are seen as uncool are at the same time like seen as the coolest things ever when people are successful like acting and singing and things like that it's uncool when someone's just trying but like when someone can do it with confidence and then find their success on that path then they become the coolest people ever right yeah, right absolutely right exactly. or if people are maybe dressing in a way that isn't mainstream super mainstream and basic you know if you do it with confidence if you're comfortable enough with yourself to do those things whatever it may be like that's when people see it as cool because they absolutely. can read your energy and right like, like most i don't think most people like actually know what is like cool in fashion at any given point i think the majority of people don't so it's literally about how someone presents themselves in a certain outfit or something and you're like oh that's cool it's clearly cool if they're showing up and acting like it's cool i totally yeah that like definitely funnels into the embarrassment as a choice because it's like those are feelings within you about the way that people perceive you but like you can then control the way that people perceive you with choosing not to be embarrassed and choosing to show up with confidence it's a big cycle (laughs) absolutely so getting into this career a very different experience working for yourself now kind of in this space where you are going to events for work how did you kind of navigate that transition with confidence and you know presenting yourself in the way that you want to be perceived yeah I think you just have to dive in with two feet and if you're being authentic people are going to pick up on that Mm -hmm. so it's like it happens so fast that you I'm sure you guys know like you can't really stop the train when it's already Mm -hmm. moving and so I think you just have to like grab it by the balls and just go for it you just have to wake up every day and say like this is what I'm doing I wanted this and now I'm here and like I'm gonna make the most of Uh every single moment and every single opportunity every single day I really like that saying like I wanted this now I have to do it I think a lot of the time like we want something and something's a goal and then once we have it we like don't know what to do with it yeah Mm -hmm. and you almost try to like revert and self-sabotage because it's totally out of your comfort zone when something that you wished you have now you have absolutely so i i really like that of like okay you wanted this now you gotta do it yeah literally have you had any experiences you know on this path of growth and finding your place in this career have you had any times where maybe it was super super difficult and you wanted to quit or maybe go back on yourself or had those imposter syndrome almost yeah 
I think imposter syndrome is definitely real. I'm lucky that I've been able to, like, check my gratitude and how grateful I am for this. Mm-hmm. So I don't ever feel like I had any moments that I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to mm-hmm. do this. Um, I think, like, when TikTok permanently banned me, I obviously was like, what oh. the fuck do I do? But I think once I got my TikTok back, I was like, okay, it's fine. You know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. that was just a little bump in the road challenges make us who we are. So I'm lucky that I, I'm able to check my gratitude a lot and be like, okay, you want this. You're here. Uh-huh. And yeah. you're really lucky. How do you do that? Do you have, like, routines or exercises for gratitude? Or is it more just, like, a trying to at all times yeah. feel that way? I think it's, like, kind of at all times. Because, mm-hmm. like, I always say conscious actions turn into subconscious thoughts. So if you're consciously, like, I'm grateful for this, subconsciously you'll start to believe it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Going into this summer, because I feel like the weather's getting warm, energy's yeah. getting brighter, everyone's feeling, like, summer vibes – do you have any, like, new rules that you're living by this summer that may be different from last summer, maybe different from, like, the winter season that we're coming out of? Well, I was always saying it was a who cares spring. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you do something, just who cares? Like, just fuck it and do it. I think that's probably, like, the biggest one and the one that I'm, like, living my life by now. I'll definitely be hunkered down writing for most of the summer. Uh-huh. So I think I'll be a little bit separate. But live by who cares spring because literally who cares? Mm-hmm. Literally who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Hopefully you get, like some sunlight in your window or you can do some writing yeah, outside or something for sure like, for make sure. it a summer vibe during that creative process do you guys have summer plans like internships um a little bit so we just got back from doing marketing internships abroad and now this summer we're pretty much based out of home this summer okay. focusing on the podcast content creation and then also just doing some jobs on the side and Catherine is going to be a lifeguard on the beach oh, and I'm going to try that. to yeah. serve at a restaurant on the beach nearby as so well because we live on the coast and I feel like it's a good way to like force myself outside Absolutely, and to yeah. be social as well yeah it's such a social thing yeah to do. that's yeah. the best I highly recommend like, yeah last summer we were we didn't have you know other jobs than getting the podcast started and yeah focusing on content creation and our work in that sense and it was very isolating because like you know when you are working for yourself by yourself constantly yeah Yeah. you you never turn it off so getting kind of like an outside job can number is number one gonna help socially that's good and kind of yeah energize in that sense yeah I'm definitely excited about like doing something like that to because literally last summer like towards the end I was like okay this is feeling very repetitive I'm working for myself by myself with myself only right and it like I had nothing that was kind of giving me structure outside of that throughout the summer at least like at school obviously you're hopping around going to classes you're staying so busy with other things um and so yeah I'm I'm excited about that (laughs) it's definitely exhausting when all you're thinking about is like yourself one thing yeah it is so exhausting (laughs) I I mean with every job you can kind of get in that rut and kind of too much routine you know what I mean and you just wake up one day and you're like oh my gosh I'm doing this again what have you experienced that like what's the aid for that I think it's just finding little like I that's why I do like buy your coffee Friday and Chipotle Sunday it's finding Uh, little pockets little things that can make your day just feel a slight bit more elevated because yes. there is such like a routine fatigue. And I think it's like so important to find those little pockets where it's like, my day is going to be elevated. Mm-hmm. I want to feel better mm-hmm. like yeah. for myself. Yeah. I love routines, but I find more so that like versus having a super specific strict routine, I just like have my values. Yeah. And I know that like there are some things that I'll do every day, but I don't need to know like exactly how or what time or what I'll do yeah. them, you know, like that definitely helps me. 
otherwise it just feels like the same exact Monotonous. day over yeah. and over yeah. and over. Sure. <laughs> Adding those little spices mm-hmm. to your life of getting a coffee. Like I don't care if some. Of course, it's cheaper to make a coffee at home, but sometimes yeah. you just need to go sometimes and buy a coffee. It. Sometimes you need a diet coke. Sometimes you need right. It. <laughs> Do you have a special coffee order? Not really. I kind I of either. jump around. <laughs> yeah, whenever I'm feeling that day, I think. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to be. Matcha mm-hmm. sometimes? I like matcha. Yeah. Matcha's really good. I go back and forth. I can't stick with one or the other because I feel like if I, like, decide, then I miss the other one yeah. in the moment. So I just wake up every day and it's however how it I'm is. feeling that day. Totally. That's a good way to live about it, too. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like my, my brain, usually for things, I try to, like always have a decision on something yeah. or like be very focused on one thing so like Sense having it. things like that where I'm like no like I don't need to decide like I force myself not to make a decision on some things just so it like can keep some intuition in yeah, my life a little bit for more sure. yeah Definitely. so coming from more of like a big sister angle I feel like you have some great insight what are some kind of ultimate pieces of advice that you would give someone who's younger or in a different phase of life than you are I think just always, like, keep your goals, like, in your periphery. Like, don't let them leave your sight, even if you think they're, like, completely unattainable. Like, manifest those. Put them in your brain as something that's going to happen. Like, I always say, like, you have to live, like, future you already got into Harvard Law School. Future you Mm -hmm. is already a veterinarian. Future you is already a doctor, a singer, whatever you want to be. Current you just has to get that for them. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's, like, such an important thing to to pursue when you're living your life. And, like, even with, like, relationships, like, future you already has that amazing partner. Future Mm -hmm. you already has all these wonderful things. Current you just has to get that for Mm -hmm. them. Do you have, like, something that you do for that? Is it, like, journaling or is it just, like, always in the back of your mind that self-belief that you're going to have those things? I think you really have to train your mind. I think writing it down helps, too. But training your brain, like, subconscious thoughts – conscious actions vice versa yeah what are some of those like what is the future eli or the goals that you kind of have in your brain now that's a hard one i mean the biggest one was the book and so Mm -hmm. now i think it's just to sell it and Mm -hmm. and for it to be a success i mean it's it's so tough to like when you reach one of those goals that was always in your periphery to like replace it with another i think i'm like gonna live for a while without replacing it with another do you know what i mean yes and then i'll just usher a new one yes it is just as important to like be and exist as you are now than to do and yeah keep i totally agree you have to have a healthy balance mm-hmm. of both yeah exactly we, we were talking about this the other day about how it's like once you reach a goal the tendency is always like okay what's new what's next yeah. and it's like at what point do you tell yourself like okay, I did that. Now I want to live as this person that I am now that I accomplished that thing. Actually use that growth that you gained throughout that process before you just... Just to relax a little. Yeah. 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 So that's like probably really exciting. Now you have the confidence of like, you have the book deal. Now you have this time to live right now as an author with a book deal. Yeah. Without having to like jump to something else. Yeah. Yeah, that's so exciting. All right. Well, thank you so much, Eli, for all of the great advice that you shared. If you guys are coming already knowing Eli, I hope that you got a lot of new stuff out of this, got to know her a lot better. And if you're new, I hope that you obviously are going to get a lot of advice from this because it's very new and fresh to you from Eli. So thank you very much thank for coming. Thank you guys so much for having me. You'll have to keep me updated with like the future, the college, yeah. how everything's going. If would you would love to, yes, of course. how the dating life goes. Yeah, it's like definitely very dry right now. So like when that I think comes we're about, I'll come to you. Right. I yeah. agree. We, we have to manifest. That's I don't know definitely what we, the goal. That's all we can do. A little summer, summer man. Summer fling. Summer fling is so fun. Everyone could use a summer fling, and it's like for definitely sure. been a That's while since we'll summer fling. Everyone needs a summer fling in this final piece of advice. Go get your summer fling. And where can they find you? 
Eli. They can find me on Instagram, Eli.Rallo, TikTok The Jar. My podcast is Miss Congeniality. I think that's yes. all. And well, that'll all be linked below in the show notes. Yeah. We'll have to do over. a swap eventually. I'm yeah. like so yes. booked out right now for mm-hmm. like months and months and months. But whenever there's an opening, you guys will have to come in. Yeah, sounds great. We come often enough to New York that we can Amazing. make something yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, so be on the lookout for that as well. Go follow her podcast so that you can listen to her other great episodes and also be around when we do get to doing an interview on hers. Thank you guys so much. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.